This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. Well, the grain markets put in a pretty volatile week. We started off lower and then moved higher by the time we hit Friday. Everag market analyst Cole Adams said really no fresh weather news had traders taking risk off the table early in the week. Really no weather-related news, which is, uh, you know, kind of kind of shocking. I think more guys, you know, nothing drier happened over the weekend to scare the markets into going higher, and it appears that funds are kind of getting back into their positions that they unwound here last week. So a little bit of news out of Russia-Ukraine as far as some drone strikes going on doesn't appear to be affecting this market at all. Country futures market analyst Daryl Holliday thinks the grains hit a short-term blowout low Wednesday morning and then began to recover. We went through some technical support yesterday, both in the wheat, soybeans, uh, soybean oil, and crude oil. And, and crude really, what spurred probably most of the turnaround is the crude oil at one time was down another 220 dollars or two dollars and twenty cents, sorry about two hundred and twenty points and and when it's turned around we brought soybean oil off low and we brought corn off low and, and I really think it's been tied to to oil or, or energy for for this week. Uh, a lot of it's been tied. And once again it probably should North Star Commodity Chief Analyst Mark Schultz says weather is becoming a bigger story. Of course the weather starts building a little bit more uh of importance here as we move into the uh, middle of June and into the early July, of course, that that will be the uh, telltale sign. You know, the calendar flipped from May to June, and uh, you look around, and right now the forecast uh, hinting towards uh, a warmer, drier weather pattern still hanging on for the vast majority of the Midwest up until about the 10th of June. Uh, then we're uh, likely to get some type of a weather change. Well, I would suggest that that weather change had better happen because if it doesn't, uh, then you're likely to start seeing some problems uh, start to develop. Saw a two-sided grain trade Friday morning before turning around higher at midday. Paradigm Futures market analyst Kent Beale says weather is the market driver. Still dry for the plains for the next 7 to 10 days with some warm temperatures. Starts to cool off on the back part of that forecast. Um, and then you get way out uh, about two weeks and there's uh, maybe some better chances of rain on the GFS model. I think that's part of what uh, some of the early weakness was. But it's so far out, and we've got a, an awful long ways to go for that to verify. And um, so uh, I don't think that going into a, lo- into a weekend um, here in the summer with uh, hotter, drier conditions that, uh, that we're going to be able to sell off too far. Global Commodity Analytics and Consulting President Mike Zuzolo says the livestock market is due for a correction. We did see some really nice Nebraska trade dress numbers. Would suggest we're at a 180 plus on the fat cattle price, um, and we're going towards that price in the June live cattle. But feeders probably running the the end of their run here, in my opinion, especially with this new low in the corn drilled into the prices uh, earlier this week. So I've been looking for getting a hedge in the the feeders. I may be hedged by the week uh, a week from today, depending on how those charts look. Progressive Ag Marketing Market Analyst Brian Strauman says the livestock market's firm going into the close. Uh, the lean hogs have had a good week. Uh, we saw a lot of strength in that market on Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, lost a, uh, you know, a dollar, dollar and a half on Thursday. Uh, but we came back today and we're trading again uh, sharply higher. And that's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. 
We take great pride in really doing uh, all the research and the work behind the scenes to make sure that our products just work. We have our own staff member that helps pick the hybrids and the varieties that work in our area. It's meant for you, not for somebody 200 miles away. We test our seed locally. Uh, we produce our seed locally, so we get to see our production fields, where they need to be, and if they work there. Need seed, think ProSeed. ProSeed.net, great seed at a reasonable price. Tuning into the latest market report, monitoring an incoming storm, catching your favorite morning show. These are just a few of the reasons more than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio each month. And did you know AM radio is the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping the public safe in dangerous times? This is Don Wick from the Red River Farm Network, urging you to text AM to 52886. Tell Congress we need AM radio in your car and truck. A look at news this week in agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. U.S. House and Senate has passed a wide-ranging debt ceiling bill. The legislation suspends the $31.4 trillion debt ceiling while cutting federal spending. At the time of this recording, the measure is now on its way to the White House for President Biden's signature. This happening with just days to spare before Monday's deadline when the Treasury Department said the government would run out of money to pay its bills. Provisions in the debt ceiling agreement will greatly impact spending. The Russell Group President Randy Russell says this agreement would end debate until after the next presidential election. This bill does impact work requirements for SNAP. Much discussed about the Republicans wanting to put in new work requirements on the SNAP program, the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. They proposed and it was agreed to to raise the work requirement for those single male adults that are currently covered by the age of 19 to 49. It said you either have to be in job training or looking for a job. They raised that to 54 years of age. They also, however, created more exemptions for people that are deemed homeless, also for certain veterans, and also for certain younger adults that are coming out of foster care. South Dakota Congressman Dusty Johnson is sponsoring legislation to create a voluntary pilot program for states to increase truck weights on federal interstate highways up to 91,000 pounds on six axles. Soy Transportation Coalition Executive Director Mike Steenhook says this proposal can help address supply chain and numerous other issues. We have a truck driver shortage. We have a desire to decrease costs. We want to decrease emissions. We want to transport more. And what we've found is that by adding that additional axle and then you add additional weight, you're able to really increase efficiency and cost savings for agriculture and other utilizers of the system, but you're also actually increasing motorist safety. And the main way in which you achieve that is you're taking a given amount of freight and you're apportioning that over fewer semi-trucks. The United States has decided to take Mexico to dispute settlement consultations under the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement over its proposal to ban biotech corn. Three years ago, Mexico's president issued a notice to ban all GMO corn imports. Earlier this year, the policy was was changed to ban biotech corn for human consumption, but allows corn imports for livestock feed. Mexico's agriculture minister told a local newspaper the latest policy change is taking the dispute settlement panel off the table. The issue of food security and the Fufeng Corn Processing Project came together in a hearing of the Senate Banking Committee. North Dakota Senator Kevin Kramer asked if USDA should be included in any interagency review of foreign investment in the United States. 
One of the frustrations I saw from our vantage point during the, that last awful um, year of nightmare in Grand Forks, North Dakota, where Fufang had purchased the 370 acres near Grand Forks, some 12 miles from the from the uh, Grand Forks Air Force Base, and you also mentioned sensitive facilities in your in your statement, uh, your opening statement, uh, as one of the criteria. Uh, we were very frustrated that after CFIUS took the the first 60 plus another 15 or so days to conclude that they didn't have jurisdiction. <laughs> it was very frustrating to watch that play out. Russia warned the West on Monday that the Black Sea grain deal allowing Ukrainian grain to be exported would cease unless a United Nations agreement that aided Russian grain and fertilizer exports was made. According to a Reuters report, Ukraine's prime minister says the country would continue to export grain across the Black Sea as part of a Plan B without Russia backing. This has been a look at news this week in agriculture. I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. Owning livestock can be a tricky business at times. The insurance team at Egg Country Farm Credit Services understands, which is why we work with ranchers every day to help mitigate risk. So whether you're looking for protection against price declines or loss of gross margin, Egg Country can help you. Livestock revenue protection is available for cattle, dairy, and swine. Learn more about your options by contacting your local Egg Country office. Join the Red River Farm Network for coverage of the 94th annual North Dakota State FFA Convention. More than 1,300 FFA members and supporters will be on the NDSU campus for career development events, leadership sessions, and the career and college fair. The Red River Farm Network coverage is sponsored by North Dakota Beef Farmers and Ranchers through the Beef Checkoff, Egg Country Farm Credit Services, North Dakota Farm Bureau, Farm Credit Services of Mandan, North Dakota Farmers Union, and Proceed. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. A mostly favorable mix of rain and sunshine is expected for the northern plains over the next week to 10 days. World Weather Incorporated says rains will continue to help topsoil moisture. There is a chance for showers and thunderstorms daily through next Thursday, with a similar rainfall pattern likely to continue into the second week of June. Daytime temperatures will climb into the 80s most days. And there should be a good mix of weather and moisture across the Midwest this summer. World Weather Incorporated Senior Egg Meteorologist Drew Lerner says the long-term outlook for this summer could be positive for farmers. Well, the forecast for the rest of the summer is going to uh, be rather varied across the region, but it, it, in a good way, I think. Uh, we should see a sufficient mix of weather across the region, and that uh, will bring us periods of rain and also periods of dry, biased conditions. Uh, we'll have some periods where it's going to be warmer than normal. We're going to have some cooler-than-usual conditions. So it's really not a bad scenario that's shaping up, and uh, as we go forward through these next several weeks, uh, things will balance out okay. Lerner says the scattered rain could leave some areas drier than normal during the growing season. There's a couple of big ifs out there, though, and I don't want to totally sign off on the good conditions because we do have a ridge of high pressure that's floating around across North America. And as we continue to watch this ridge of high pressure, there's potential that it could settle into one particular area, and then that area would obviously be subjected to a drier and warmer scenario. Uh, as of this point in time, it does appear that the uh, the high-pressure system will be weak, 
and that will allow for weather systems to come and go through the region as I described previously. Weather continues to challenge farmers across North Dakota. Rock and Roll Agronomy's Jason Hansen says steady winds are causing some producers to change planting tactics and have delayed spraying. Got some canola popping up. We're doing trying to get burn downs applied in amongst the wind. Still got a lot of crop going in. We have a lot in the ground. Uh, people are changing tactics somewhat to try to conserve moisture. Uh, if the field has worked, it's kind of lumpy. If you seed it into it, uh, there's a lot of residue. And so people are now trying to not work things a lot to try to preserve the moisture. Or they're doing it and they're, they're doing something light and they're working it in right away. So we've kind of gone on to plan C already on most things. Kosha is popping up all over. Biggest thing with is the, uh, talk to many people, is the uh, amount and intensity of kosher this year. And just about every consultant or retailer I've talked to, it's been insane. Pay attention to your post applications, how the product performed that you're using, what things look like. Don't get caught flat-footed on that weed because this is the type of weather it loves, dry and warm, and it can get ahead of you quick. This spring has been moving right along for Johnson Farms in both west-central Minnesota and Montana. Planting has wrapped up for much of their ground in Minnesota. Well, most guys are getting uh, caught up or finished up planting here. We finished up last week uh, corn and soybeans here. Uh, had a good run, a uh, little bit of rain delays, but had good moisture to plant into. Um, most crops are coming up now and looking good, good stands, and uh, getting on the dry side, but... Um, we'll, we'll get moisture at some point, but, uh, um, not looking good around here in West Central Minnesota. After experiencing drought the last few years, Northeast Montana has seen rain this spring. And that's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. With Husky FX herbicide, there's strength in numbers. That's because it combines three modes of action to make one simple solution for resistance management for cereal growers. Husky FX offers broad-spectrum protection against kochia and other broadleaf weeds. So if you're worried about resistance, consider this. You're not working with the power of one. You're working with the whole pack. Husky FX herbicide. Learn more at huskyfx.com. Always read and follow pesticide label directions. Not all products are registered in all states and may be subject to use restrictions. Be listening for the Sugar Beet Report every Thursday at 12.50 on most of these Red River Farm Network stations. Each week, we'll talk with industry representatives, agronomists, and extension specialists and get the latest update on the Sugar Beet crop. The Sugar Beet Report, every Thursday at 12.50 during Agriculture Today. The Sugar Beet Report, brought to you by Sess Vanderhoff, Bayer Crop Science, H&S Manufacturing, and Amity Technology.